1989, minutes before Game 3 of the 1989 World Series between Oakland and San Francisco, an earthquake measuring 7.1 on the Richter scale strikes the San Francisco-Oakland region of Northern California, killing 63. William Lamb, a scuba diver, was sucked up by an intake pipe of a Florida nuclear power plant. He was dragged over 1,600 feet and deposited in one of the reactor cooling ponds. Surprisingly, he lived. The same can't be said for Brad Wesley's thug Jimmy, who opted to take the highway instead of Dalton's way. It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I call out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. And with me, the bouncer of my dreams, the cooler that keeps me hot. Baby, baby, you turned my mic off. What did you do to me? My <laughs> mic was off. It's the space. If you just want to get rid of me, let me know. <laughs> you are contagious right now. You dead swell. Yeah. You're slightly contagious. Slightly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I don't infect the GameZilla Media Studios I don't with know. my sickness. There's plenty of diseases in here already, I'm sure. Wow. Okay. I mean, I love those guys. I liked how when you were getting ready to announce yourself, yeah. you had hands up in the air like guns blazing. <laughs> like, listen here, world. LPJ is here because this stay. this movie, <laughs> this movie does nothing but pump me up. <laughs> I love this film. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the 1989 classic, classic for Roadhouse, sure. starring the one, the only Patrick Swayze. Yes. Patrick Swayze himself, yep. who looks killer in this movie. He looks ripped as fuck. Yeah, he does. He is. Granted, he's a little. He's like a little sinewy, so he's a little. He doesn't have much like muscle mass, but the muscle mass he has is cut. Oh, without a doubt. And you know, you have those scenes where he's like beating that uh, that damn thing to shit. Why am I blanking on the name? The punching bag. That's what you beat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. He's punching the punching bag, which yes. is kind of how that works. That's exactly how that works. Right. Yeah, I mean, and then he's doing like karate throughout the movie randomly in the middle of the woods. Like, I gotta say this: <laughs> he he was he's trained in kickboxing. Yeah, he wasn't doing any kickboxing. No, he did like none looked, in this movie. No, it looked like uh, it looked like like wushu or karate. Yeah, it was very strange, and he didn't. And none of it got used in the film except to show him like by himself, like working on it. No, he had some kicks against Jimmy at the end. Did he? Yeah, they were doing. They were each doing their own little. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was too busy laughing at their dialogue. So. Oh, the dialogue's great in this. Yeah. This whole movie, I love this movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Any film directed by a man named Rowdy has got <laughs> to be good. This is directed by Rowdy Harrington, who, from what I can tell, has not done a ton. No, not at all. Uh, he did some acting though before he directed. Did you Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, he, he did no. a, couple, a couple acting roles, including Nightmare on Elm Street. He was in it? Yeah, he was in it. Who was he in Nightmare? Was he like uh, one uh, of the main... I don't know. I've never seen it. Remember, oh. remember, I don't see horror movies. Too bad Ethan's not here. He would know. Yeah, Deadite would know. Deadite would absolutely know. Yeah, but yeah, it said he was in there. So mm-hmm. he was in like six or seven different movies as actors. And then this was, I believe, his second directorial debut. His second, his second debut. debut. His second debut. Huh? <laughs> you know what? It might as well have been by the way this movie was done. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. You're right. He did. He did Jack's back. I've never heard of that. Me neither. But it's got James Spader in it. He oh, was. Did so you hear good. it? It sounds kind of interesting. Did you hear about that movie? No. He plays a Jack the Ripper type character. That actually, like, I think it is like Jack the Ripper comes back. Hence, why the movie is called Jack's Back, and he's like following in Jack the Ripper's footsteps. And it's James Spader. And it's James Spader. I do like James Spader. He's very creepy in uh, the best possible way. Right. I feel like that would work well. Actually, Spader did like four movies with this guy. Rowdy and James apparently are pals, I'm guessing. I would imagine. Yeah, I had on there. He did uh, The Stick Up. Never heard of that one. No. Nope. And Witness. They were both. Eyewitness. With, Eyewitness. They were both with James Spader. Huh. Interesting. And Cuba Gooden Jr. was another person he went to a couple times. 
Well, you know what? You got your favorites. Yeah, Gladiator and Murder of Crows. A Murder of Crows. I've Murder actually of heard Crows. of that. Have you? Yeah. The only other one that, well, <laughs> so Striking Distance is another one he did with yeah, Bruce Willis. with Bruce Willis, yep. But I, I think I've heard of that movie, but I know I haven't seen it. With Striking Distance? Yeah. Besides Roadhouse, which I actually don't know if I had seen from beginning to end mm-hmm. until, you know, you made me watch it. Um, the only movie that he has done, uh, Rowdy, that I have seen is also his most bonkers movie on that list. You didn't catch what it was? No. It was Bobby Jones, A Stroke of Genius. I've never even heard of that movie. Do you know who Bobby Jones even is? I didn't recognize the name. He is like one of the pioneers of golf. Of what? Golf. Oh, golf. Golf. You said golf. I did not. I said golf. <laughs> Dude, you don't even know you're doing it. No, you know what? You are just nitpicking me. It's golf. Golf. There's That's an what I said. So Bobby Jones... <clears throat> yeah, Bobby Jones. All right, what the hell does that movie have to do with these other movies? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know either. So what is your first experience with Roadhouse? So like I did the research on, like this was a very popular show that would be re-aired on TV. Mm-hmm. That's definitely how I saw it. You saw it as so, a rerun? Yeah, I saw it as a rerun. I was probably, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. I think it was right in middle school that I was probably staying up late one night watching TBS and, and it was on. But, you know, like I said, I don't think I'd ever seen it from beginning to end. I think I always just caught clips of it, and, and that was kind of it. And then I just kind of move on. But I actually had never, like, sat down and said, I need to see Roadhouse. That was not me. This, <laughs> so, so when I saw it, I, I saw it younger. I, I was probably maybe 11 when I saw it. Which is intense. Yeah. For how this movie turns out as it goes on. But my, you know what, my eighth birthday party, we had a Jean-Claude Van Damme birthday party, (laughs) and we ran like three Jean-Claude Van Damme movies when I was eight. (laughs) So That's amazing. Yeah, that was my eighth birthday party. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so I saw this movie. I'm assuming I probably saw it like at a sleepover of somebody's house on HBO or something along those lines. That's that's usually, for movies of this time frame, like, you know... 85 to like 92 is like the, is the sweet spot of me being from like fourth grade to sixth grade and we would yeah. you know everybody would spend the night at everybody's house and we would just flip on whatever movie was on that we thought we could get away with watching which i was like 92 to 97 so it makes perfect sense yeah so you got some other really great ones yeah 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 and then the other thing that caught me is this like i i didn't i knew this movie I knew I liked this movie. What I wasn't sure about was what I didn't know was how like subtly popular it was until it popped up on Mystery Science Theater 3000. They oh, did it really? They didn't watch it. They did like a whole skit. Let me pull the skit up real quick. Oh, interesting. While you're pulling that up, um, the film is produced by Joel Silver, which LPJ, you have to know who Joel Silver is, right? Oh, yeah. Joel, Sil- uh, Joel Silver is yeah. producer extraordinaire. Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything you can think of action-wise, he's produced. Huge, right? I mean, he is the guy. Um, yeah, all the Lethal Weapons, first two diehards, the Predator movies, the Matrixes, uh, over 100 movies, all action movies are under his belt. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, Joel Silver is the guy, which I actually do have my pop quiz for you. Oh, you do, do you? I do. You Involving do, you say. Pop quiz, hot shot. All right, let me have it. All right. Tom Cruise okay. plays a character in a movie that is trying to be a parody of Joel Silver. What is that movie? He is less... Uh, it, well, it's it's Tropic Thunder, yes. but his name is Les. Um, I can't think of his last name. Grossman. Les Grossman. Yeah. Yes. I do know that actually. So yep. So Les Grossman, Tom Cruise is trying to act like this Joel Silver producer in the movie Tropic Thunder, which it might be my favorite Tom Cruise role of all time, is what he does in that film. But do you have this mystery science? I do. It's, you know, it's a visual thing, but I'm going to play it anyway. It's the Patrick Swayze 
Roadhouse board game. Or play Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse board game. Become a highly paid Tai Chi wielding, philosophically alert bouncer like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. Shake the dice. Get in a potentially dangerous situation and use the catchphrase cards to lash out at your opponents with sayings like, It's my way or the highway. Hurts, don't it? And you're my new Saturday night thing. Nice. <laughs> they also did a Patrick Swayze Christmas as well. That sounds like that would be epic, too. Let's find out. Oh, boy. I think it's kind of uh, hot to be wearing these scarves. In oh, here. Yeah. well, the scarves are must. You can't go caroling without a scarf. Catch your death. Man, you were like one of those kids I remember in uh, high school that used to sell the most candy bars for the marching band. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. president of the swing yeah, choir, too. Definitely. <laughs> uh, thanks, Joe Robinson. Thanks, Tom Servo. <laughs> what a kiss up this guy. Uh, okay, now, if you'll all look at your sheet music, uh, we can rehearse my new song. You wrote a Christmas song? Hey, there's no tradition like a new tradition. <laughs> Wait a minute, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas? Uh, yeah, yeah, based on my favorite movie, Roadhouse. Come on, what the heck does Patrick Swayze have to do with Christmas? Hey, you keep Christmas in your way and let me keep it in mine, okay? Oh, uh, come on, sir, it seems like a nice enough sentiment. We can give it a shot. Come All on. right, okay, okay. Uh, 12 8 time, uh, uh -huh. key of A flat major. Oh, uh, Cambot, shoot him the tune. Uh, okay, you'll just have to stay with me, everybody, okay? Uh, your part's written out. Let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. By Crow T Robot. <clears throat> Paul, let's have a Patrick Swayze Sweet Christmas. Right. <clears throat> Hit it, Cambot. Oh, oh, I start. I yeah. get it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Okay, pick it up. <clears throat> Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in. We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa can be our regular Saturday uh, LBJ, you gotta, you gotta stop thing. this, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll end. This, this has to end. <laughs> the, this needs to end. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the board game was only 30 seconds long. <laughs> you were going to let that go the whole way, weren't you? I wasn't going to stop it, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll play it at the end. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, screenplay, if you want to call it one. We got David Lee Henry, and we got Hillary Henkin. What is bizarre for me is Hillary Henkin has an Oscar for screenwriting, yet Roadhouse is on her... <laughs> list of jobs that she has done do you know what she got an oscar for i can look it up but i'm gonna let you tell me uh, it's wag the dog which oh i know it. i actually know that movie i've never seen it but i, know I it haven't is. either but i i've heard of it too she also did viva vendetta though so i mean that's a solid it item a to solid, add on yeah. there but i don't know where the hell roadhouse came from so all right you want to go through our characters here sure all right so you've already mentioned patrick swayze um, but I mean, man, is he in his prime 1989, you know, he's coming off of, um, dirty dancing. I was going to say breaking dancing, break, break, dancing. <laughs> break dancing, which that would be a sweet, sweet movie, uh, dirty dancing. You know, he's got what, like ghosts coming up a year later in 1990. I mean, he's in the middle of his prime, right? Pop quiz, hot shot. All right. What do you got? Patrick Swayze yes. turned, had to turn down two other films Ooh. because he got hurt making Roadhouse. I believe that. And that's why he did Ghost. Really? Uh-huh. Because it was less physically demanding. What two movies did he have to turn down due to the fact that he couldn't perform in them? So we're talking 1990? Mm -hmm. Man, I don't know if I know many movies. Oh, Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was going to be Joe Pesci, he was wasn't He was going to be it? a wet bandit. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that was kind of loud. I'm sorry. It was way loud. <laughs> <laughs> that thing, that thing. The, I know. The, the, the thing here went so red. that It sure did. Yeah. Um, crap. I don't know. Hook. <laughs> Tango and Cash. I wouldn't have thought that. Uh-huh. And the Kay. other one? I don't know. Predator 2. Close. Predator. Was it really? Yeah. All right. Look at yeah. that. He turned on the role uh, that eventually went to uh, Jesse the Body of Ventura. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. I'm happy Jesse did it instead, to be quite honest. But Me too. I thought Predator was bef I thought Predator was like 86. It, the, what I read was Predator. Are oh, wait. Sure, maybe it was man? Predator 2. Yeah, I think I got this right, damn it. Let me see. 
It was Predator 2. I'm Thank sorry. Thank you. Woo! Yes. And I pulled that literally out of my butt. I apologize. It was Predator 2. You should apologize, because that is a hell of a find and out of Sphinx's brain. But the point is, yeah, he had to turn those two down because he hurt his knee making this movie. I, I, he, pro- he, he must have hurt more, right? Like the dude... Well, never mind. We'll get through it all. All right. So that's Swayze. Uh, Kelly Lynch is Dr. Elizabeth Clay. She made it famous a few years earlier in the movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Was she in Cocktail? She was. And I think Mm. like her face looks so familiar. Like, I think that's what I'm thinking of her from. Um, Because besides that, she's done a lot of movies, but nothing like major role wise. Not even saying this is really a major role. But yeah, she was. um, Yeah, she was the girl in Cocktail. Uh, You got Sam Elliott who I love Sam Elliott. You got some love for that man. I love Sam Elliott. There's man. I he's will, Wade. He's uh, Swayze's friend. Yeah. And I will generally watch anything that he's in. Yeah, for sure. He's just, he's just like, it's the voice. It's the voice. And, and the he's look. always got that hard ass cowboy act to him. He is. He is a cowboy. Yeah. I mean, uh, just looking through his movies, like he did tombstone. Um, he's done Gettysburg, Big Lebowski, Hulk. Uh, he was on the show Justified, The Ranch. Oh, he was on Justified. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, he did a really brief appearance in Parks and Rec, which I loved him because his name's Ron Dunn, and he's the same guy that Ron Swanson is, but in the town next That's to right. each other. I remember that now. And Ron's like very libertarian. Oh, yeah. And like meat eating and all that. And, you know, uh, Sam Elliott plays like super like free spirited, yeah. like shoes off, like communism type, like all collective. It's hilarious how he plays that role. And he's in Grace and Frankie, the new Netflix show, which my wife has got me kind of watching right now. That show's kind of funny. Have you ever I, seen it? I've heard it was very good. I haven't I haven't watched it. it it's actually pretty good. Pop Chris Hot Shot. Man, we are throwing these out. All right, what do you got? <clears throat> Why did you clear your... Sam <laughs> Elliott. Yeah. Was in another movie where his best friend was named Dalton. Is it is it Tombstone? No. He was a lawyer played by Peter Weller. You'll never get this. Then, then I don't know. Shakedown. But he, and it was the movie he oh, did. Oh, right. the Bob Seger song from Beverly Hills Cop. Shakedown, breakdown. Oh, it's Beverly Hills Cop 2, actually. I don't even think that's Bob Seger. That's definitely Bob Seger, 100%. That's Bob. I don't Glenn think he wrote Fry it. does. He may not have wrote, written it, but and anyway, that's a song, not not a movie. So doesn't matter. The point is, well, I, I like he was my in two movies back to back where his best friend was named Dalton. <laughs> oh, so it was like right after this movie or right no, before? No, this was right before. Oh, all right. That makes it easy for him to get his lines right. I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you start calling people Dalton for a couple of years after this. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what happened. So Sam Elliott's in this movie. <laughs> You lost it. This is, I already lost it. This is, it's not even late right now. <laughs> no, and it's really early in our recordings. This is going to be a great couple of episodes coming up, folks. <sighs> All right, let me bring it back. All right, center. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Sam Elliott. All right, Ben Sam Gazzara. Elliott. We got That's next. Ben Gazzara, who I love too. I don't remember him being in anything else. He is in a fantastic classic movie. Have you ever seen Anatomy of a Murder? No. Oh my god. Um, our movie blast guys need to do this movie. I actually used to show it in my practical law class that I taught. It's got um, it's J- it's Jimmy Stewart, and it is um, it takes place in Michigan. Um, it's uh, it's a murder that happens. It is so good. It's bla- one of the last few big black and white movies because it's from like I want to say like 1960 ish. Um, I think it won Best Picture, was nominated for it. It is a fantastic story movie, uh, movie and I think he plays um, the bad guy actually. Oh, just well, like he that does seems here, to be, yeah, right. So, and he's a, such a dick in this movie. Yeah, he is. Wow, he's like, man. But I love it. Yeah, I didn't recognize. Oh, he did Thomas Crown too, but I can't remember the original. Uh, no, the '96 one. Oh, so yeah, he's Brad Wesley. Um, these other guys, I mean, I don't know if people are going to know them. I didn't recognize them, but I know you're pretty good with knowing certain actors. Kevin Teague, is that right? He's uh, Frank, which I don't even remember Frank from the film, to be quite honest with you. Uh, look, we don't even have to mention anybody else. There's only, Sweet. There's only a couple I, of people. I kind of wanted to be done anyway. Yeah, that's fine. The only person I wanted to mention was wrestling Hall of Famer Terry Funk is in this movie. Really? Yeah, he's, uh, he's the guy that gets fired, Morgan, 
that gets fired from the double deuce. He's the he bartender? Because he doesn't have the right temperament. Oh, he's the first bouncer. He's the first bouncer, yeah. Oh. That's yeah, that's that's Hall of Fame wrestler Terry Funk. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish he had a little bit bigger role. I thought he would come back, you know, because like all the thugs come back to take down um, yeah. Dalton, but he doesn't. I think he's like, once he's gone, he's gone. I don't remember what happens to him. Did he get... No, I think he just moves on. No, he was one of the thugs. He was one of Ben no, Gazzara's thugs. I don't think so. Yes, he was. 100% he was. Are you sure? 100 Then how does he die? I don't... I think he gets Everybody shot. dies. Everybody <laughs> dies. I'm pretty sure... I, you know what it is? I think you just come upon him and he's dead. Like Ben Gazzara's walking... You know how at, at, at one point Ben Gazzara's like walking through his house? Yeah. He's dead like outside. Oh, Okay. Yeah, he, he, he gets very, killed. That's pretty anticlimactic, but yeah. well, yeah. Okay, uh, music, um, which you know, this is, it's a good segue because he's in the movie. Um, I mean, Jeff Healy plays a really big role in the film as he's kind of the the bar's band. You know, he's a leader of the bar's band, and he plays. He's blind, right? In the film, he's blind in real life. Is he blind? What, in real what life? do you know about? Do you know anything about Jeff? Healy? I just know he's Canadian. He does like jazzy folk rock, like Stevie Ray Vaughan type yeah. blues. I'll give you a that's, little bit of a background. That's, that's all I know. So um, I did a little bit of research on him just because I was curious about him when we, were, when we were doing this. I knew that he was, you know, he was Jeff Healy and he was a famous musician. I didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. So I did some digging and it wasn't even that much digging. Uh, he was, when he was one, he had a very rare cancer in his eyes and they had to remove his eyes. So he actually, he's always had prosthetic eyes since he was one years old. Oh, wow. And he, when he was three years old, he couldn't hold the guitar, so he held it on his lap mm-hmm. and taught himself how to play it like he does in the movie. Okay. So that's why, that's how he, that's why he plays just, it on his lap. I again. mean, that's a slide guitar. You know, it's one no, he's not slide. playing it as a slide guitar. Oh, he isn't? He's playing it as a regular lead guitar. He's oh, doing very all the solos cool. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't notice. I didn't catch that. Yep. And, um, and he's one of the, one of the best-selling, uh, best-regarded blues musicians uh, of all time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then he actually ended up getting cancer again and dying. That's not so cool. Nope. Okay. Yep. Bring it, bring it down. Do you have any of his selections I do. since I have, you brought us down? I have two. We'll start with uh, kind of the main opening is uh, Roadhouse Blues. Okay. You know it's a cover, right? You know Roadhouse who did Blues? the original? Yeah, you know who did the original Roadhouse Blues? I don't. It's one of my favorite songs. No. It's uh, it's the Doors. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's actually the name of their second to last album is Roadhouse uh, Blues. So, and he does some great covers. That's he, he, pretty much most of these are a lot yeah. of the a yeah, lot he of these did, are covers. Yeah, Knock on Wood, um, which I can remember who did that first, but it's it's famous for uh, David Bowie. Okay. Long Tall Sally, which is yeah. Little Richard. He does a great version of White Room, which is Cream. Traveling band, um, which is why am I blanking on that? Oh, that's Bob Seeger's group, his first group before he went solo. Um, those are the ones that I had. Yeah, he did some great songs. Yeah, the other one I wanted to play was uh, When the Night Comes Falling from the Sky, and that's uh, yes. Bob Dylan. And he kills it. I he love does. this version. This is a great, great version. Smile 
and, I, and I'll say this about he's a he's a perfect fit for this movie. Oh yeah, like this 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 movie feels like a blues song. The oh, whole movie yeah, does for sure, and it, it's cool too how you know they they really do treat the Roadhouse Bar like like kind of I imagine hearing something like that because you you got the band behind the chicken wire at first yeah yeah at first when the when the place is in rough shape and you know people are throwing bottles at them and all that like you get that true feeling of like yeah you're in a dive you got the good music still going um which is one of my favorite early scenes in the movie as we start to get into it when um you know, people are throwing shit and getting in fights and all that, and, and the music just keeps rocking throughout all yeah, of it. Just you know, stop. you just keep doing it. I like the one guy; he doesn't even have a shirt on. He's dancing around the dance floor. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, but you know, you got to keep the music live. You got to keep it hot, man. Yeah, and, and it's and, and uh, he mentions that Dalton knows him from Memphis. Yeah. So from a, from from so the backstory is Dalton allegedly or did kill this guy in Memphis and then was acquitted eventually. Ripped his throat Ripped out. Ripped his throat out <laughs> with his bare hands. And uh, and that's the thing. Like, is he famous for that? Because everybody seems to know who Dalton is. Okay, I wanted to bring that up because it, it does happen in the, near the beginning of the movie. You know, when he first wa- when he first walks into the bar that we're talking about, the Double, double Deuces. Deuce. You know, everyone is like, oh, it's Dalton. Oh, it's Dalton. Oh, it's Dalton. And I'm like, why do people in the middle, where are they, in Kansas City? I'm like, what, why do these people in, like, outskirt Kansas City know who Dalton is? Yeah. Is he Doolin' Dalton from the Eagles song? Do you know that song? I don't. And that was a weird reference. Uh, no, I have Not really. He's a Doolin' guy. Doolin' <laughs> Dalton. The point is, we have no idea why he's <laughs> no. famous. Like, and, and they never, an- and I mean, you're right. Like, they never give, like, a true answer. I'm, I'm assuming it's because he ripped a guy's throat out with his bare hands. Well, but, but then how did anyone, so, you know, what's his name? Uh, Brad Wesley, the bad guy, tries to use that against him at one point. But how did he find out what he did? You know, like, th- it doesn't, and this whole plot doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, I mean, like, I don't get, like, where the whole connection with it all. With him, with Memphis, and and why yeah. people know, I don't know, and people know who um who Sam Elliott is too. They know his character is like yeah Wade Garrett. Yeah. He's supposed to be the best bouncer in the world. Yeah, who and the he, hell knows who the best bouncer in the world is, right? And even Dalton's like, oh, Wade will never do this job. He's like, I'll take over, right? Because I think they wanted to get yeah they wanted Wade, Wade to do it at first, yeah. but then he ends up coming anyway. Which okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But and then you get the two best bouncers in the world in your bar, right? At the double deuces, yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't think anyone, I don't think it was meant to be understood, to be no. quite honest. So, all right. The idea of this film, the overall premise is, yes, Dalton is being hired by this guy that wants to turn this bar around. And because of his unique past of being able to do this, you know, he can turn a real crap turn bad bar into a financial success. Well, and that, we see that in the beginning of the film where he's at a really nice looking bar. Sure. Kind of managing like a cl- things. It's, almost, it's a club. It's not even a bar. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, that's where this, this owner of this bar comes to him and says like, I'll pay you a whole bunch of money to, to do the same thing to mine. Yeah. And it, so that's kind of what, what the movie is about is it's, it's Dalton. It's, it's Swayze trying to clean out the riffraff and wants to turn this bar successfully. But he didn't know about Brad Wesley. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So Brad Wesley is supposed to be so Brad the 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 idea of Brad Wesley is he came to this town after Korea, mm-hmm. and then started like developing things. I think so. And bringing in he's like a Everything? land he's like a <laughs> land developer. Yeah, but and he, then but charging he owns prote- every, yeah, but he owns everything too. Yeah, and then charging protection fees to the. To his tenants? Which, who is he protecting them from? The Koreans? Well, and the other thing is, <laughs> that town still looks dirt-ass small and poor. Yeah, it sure does. So whatever developing is, whatever money he's pulling from these people can't be much. No. Well, I mean, and he's pulling from like a, a used car part guy. Yeah, an he's, auto parts dealer. Yeah, basically a, a regular town. car ship dealer. Yeah, everyone. A dealership, town. yeah. Yeah. The one dealership they have, and then he destroys the dealership. How's he going to get his money? I I don't know. It didn't make that. 
he just wanted to set an awesome scene with, with, with the monster truck. Yeah, and that was legit Bigfoot, too. I thought it was. Oh, yeah, it was Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, Bigfoot is in this movie, folks. He, he sure is. And, you know, I'm wondering, too, like, you know, maybe I'm not, I wouldn't say that maybe I go to the wrong bars, but, like, is this what people think of bars? Is is, is how this this first rough roadhouse is done? Because, you know, when he first walks in there, like, people are being groped. There's a fight, like, every 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, I, I've, you know, I, I go to bars and, and hang out with friends and all that. I don't think I've ever seen an actual fight inside a bar. Have you? No, I never have. No. I've seen people get thrown out for being too drunk. Sure. But and I've seen fights, I guess, I've seen near fights, like, outside of a bar. Sure. But, I mean, like, the film made it seem like this is a common, everyday thing that happens. And, I mean, I've been to a couple dives. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't really either. I don't know. I, I think it's played up for the movie, obviously. I guess. Yeah. You know. I like to, there's a funny quote in there. Um, <laughs> there's this guy at the bar that sees this, you know, attractive woman at a table. And the guy <laughs> at the table with the girl is like, hey, for 20 bucks, I'll, uh, I'll let you kiss him. <laughs> and so he, he goes up to the table and starts shoving his face in this starts girl's groping this girl's boobs yeah, groping this girl's boobs which there is way too much nudity in this movie and then There's he's not like really that much i don't know so then he's like he's like hey hey that's, that's a lot there let me start to see some money and he's like i never said i had any money and then they start beating the shit out of each other yeah that's how that fight starts yeah i, I loved it though it was good because because dalton the entire time is watching all of this happen well, and he doesn't move yeah he just walks this is the first time he walks in he just kind of wants to see what the place is like yeah yeah so he can kind of figure things out yep so, but then there was something right after that. I think it was he does end up stepping in at one point and kicks someone out because then there's this great quote. I think it was one of the guys that told Dalton that you have balls big enough to come in a dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> Such a... <laughs> you have balls big enough to come in a dump truck, man. And Dalton's line. like, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. I've heard that before. Yeah, exactly. Uh So, you know, the first night Dalton decides to to be in charge, we've got one one of the workers having sex in the freezer with a chick. That's another nudity scene. You're like, there's not that much. There's not really that much. That's two in like 15 minutes. We've got the one guy is taking money from the register, the bartender. His name's Pat. Yeah. And Pat's important. And, you know, one thing that I thought was kind of weird, but then it, it gets answered actually pretty good, was... In the beginning of the film, when he's driving his car, he just like leaves it in the middle of the street mm-hmm. and tells the homeless guy, hey, it's yours. And at first you're like, what the hell? Like, why did he just leave his car? Because then he pulls out of a storage locker, this brand new Mercedes. She's like, what? But then you find out that he purposely buys these junkers because he drives them to the roadhouse because he knows he's going to get himself in trouble. And so every night people destroy and beat up and destroy his car. Yeah. So that's the whole reason why he decides to, to always have one of these beat ups. Yeah, he's always got four spare tires in his trunk. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. It's it's bizarre. You know, then he ends up he's living upstairs of a barn. That that apartment is so cool. It is a cool apartment. It's across the river from Brad Coincidentally, Wesley. yeah, Brad Wesley, the the bad guy. Which the first time you see him, Brad Wesley is sitting in his ATV just staring at Dalton. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, it's so creepy. Well, he's he's watching him do Tai Chi. Yeah, he's watching him do his karate Tai Chi stuff or whatever. It's just bizarre. The bartender wants his job back. Well, the bartender mm-hmm. is Brad Wesley's nephew. He sure is. And so he's like, you know, you give me my job back, like, there are important people in my life that, you know, this needs to happen. And Dalton's like, no, like, get out of here. And I believe another fight breaks out. Yeah, they, they, they attack him, basically. Yeah, His, big fight. Ben Gazzara's thugs, Brad Wesley's thugs, attack the owner of the bar, Double Deuce, yeah. and, uh, and, and Dalton, and then Dalton kicks their ass and send them, sends them on their way. And that, uh, that's spurns on the ire of Brad Wesley and Brad Wesley at that point just decides to do everything he can to make Dalton's life a living hell. Yeah. And that's basically the whole movie. Yeah. After that first fight too, he goes to the hospital because I think he gets cut. 
Yeah. And that's when he meets the love interest, the the doctor. Yep. Who we also find out is a formal girlfriend, is that right, of Brad? Yeah. Or they maybe not girlfriend, but no, former they girlfriend. They had a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they did. And so I don't know if you caught it either. When he's talking to the nurse, or when he's talking to the doctor, there's an old man in the background. <laughs> did you catch this? No. I don't know why it made me laugh. There's this old guy in the background in a gown that's carrying his pee. And he's slowly walking it to the counter. And this is happening the whole time the two were like having like this romantic dialogue. No, I didn't see that part. <laughs> you got to go back and look. He's just like, doo, 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 like holding his pee in his little cup. I didn't see that. You know what I did see, though? What? I, you, you brought up the uh, regular Saturday night thing. Okay. Like the guy having sex in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of almost dick in this movie. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes, there is so many almost dick shots. Uh, and I think this is the first movie that I... I think I've seen male pubic hair. Oh, <laughs> is that there right? Is so like, much Sam Elliott like Bush in this. It is terrible. It is I, so bad. It is so bad. My wife was watching a movie with me, and when it comes out the first time, we're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it is startling. There's there's male Bush and almost dick, like four times. Uh, From different people, too. Yeah, it is. it is good. It's alarming. Yeah. You know, we do start to see Dalton does straighten up the bar pretty good. Yeah, things things are rolling pretty well, and it's cool too because you can see the the exterior and the interior of the bar change based on how much money they're starting to make. Like the Jeff Healy is no longer covered behind chicken wire. They have a new neon sign. The entrance is new. There's new paint. I mean, every time they get an interior shot of the bar, something different has 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 improved. Yeah. But then Brad is starting to get more and more pissed because things are starting to get more and more personal. A great sex scene in this movie is when he's doing it with the with the doctor and at this point he knows that Brad is trouble and he knows that Brad is across the river. That doesn't stop Doolin Dalton because Dalton decides to leave the apartment, climb out of the window on top of the, the roof, and he decides to have sex with the chick outside with Brad watching from his porch from across the river. And in the scene, you see Brad's face like going in and out of the picture of the shot because he's on his rocking chair watching him do it in the middle of the night. It is really weird. <laughs> hilarious so not not a pop quiz and i know you read this but i want to bring this up so kelly lynch Mm -hmm. uh gave this interview and uh she said that every time patrick's every time uh this movie every time roadhouse is on tv yeah bill murray or one of his brothers calls kelly lynch's husband (laughs) and does the caddyshack voice to tell him that Patrick Swayze is having sex with his wife right now <laughs> up against a brick wall. I love the Murrays. The Murrays are great. I do love that. So good. Um, it soon starts to happen in the film that for whatever reason, Brad Wesley has controlled all the booze to the bar. Yeah, he runs the town. Basically, he's yeah. like... Well, I mean, we established that. But I don't know. This whole like, movie, so he, he controls all the goods that go in and out of this town, too? Apparently. Right? Apparently, he does. Yeah, th- this whole movie is like the plot of an A-Team episode. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> and it gets this batshit crazy as yeah. an A-Team oh, episode at the it's end. Like, it's like small town, <laughs> small town merchant is being roughed up by a rival gang. The A-Team comes in and straightens things out. That's that's this whole... This movie is an A-Team plot. It's basically it. I think you nailed it. I did. I I think so. And so at this point, Dalton's like, I'm going to need backup. So he brings in Wade. Yep. So Wade sees Dalton for the first time getting his ass kicked behind the bar because he's trying to get the booze back into the roadhouse because the thugs of of Brad's are trying to say, nope, this delivery is not happening. And so I love the line. Um... The, the one guy's going to wait. He goes, you're going to leave Dickless? <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm sure not going to show you my dick. <laughs> and he just starts beating the shit out of all of them and saves Dalton. Yeah. 
how is that a way to respond to that? Are you going to leave dickless? I'm sure not going to show you. That didn't make any sense. No, especially considering didn't he stopped me from laughing. But especially considering he almost showed everybody his dick anyway. That's when we see the pubic hair for the first time. Pretty much, yeah. yeah it's a, it's amazing. It's a lot of God. So much almost dick in this movie. It's <laughs> yes. terrible. Yes, indeed. Then things really start to escalate in this movie because um, Brad blows up the neighboring auto parts store, which yeah. is owned by Red, and Red is the father of no, she, the doctor. Not the father, the uncle. Oh, the uncle. Thank yeah, you. The uncle of Kelly Lynch's character. Correct. And so at this point, it seems like Brad needs to reinforce himself to the city and that he means business, because then he just starts unleashing havoc among everybody. Where are the police? <laughs> I don't know. You don't see a single police officer not a in the single entire police officer, Except movie. for the very, very end. The very end. And then I want to bring this up, too, okay. when we get to okay, the end. Okay. So let's, let's just kind of get, get to the chase we, we, here. No, 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 no. We got to get through all these levels of batshit crazy now. It just, yeah, everything keeps escalating. It does. So then the he, first escalate. Hold on. All right. I want to go through this. Do it. Because they're insane and awesome. Okay. So the first thing, we made a brief mention of it, Bigfoot arrives. So throughout the film, one of the thugs has Bigfoot, has this huge monster truck, which shouldn't that be a tip every time to Dalton when he's outside? Oh shit, the monster truck's outside. Oh yeah. I wonder if one of the thugs is here. <laughs> but no, every time it's a surprise when there starts to be a breakout of a fight. It's like, how are you not seeing this gigantic monster truck in the parking lot? Because look at there's a scene shot where you can see it as clear as day. So how can he not know that the monster truck's there? I think he does. I think he just doesn't care. Well, that could be. And so to prove his power, Brad orders that the monster truck just drives right through this car dealership. Yeah. Destroys right. all these cars. And it's just like, what? Like, why? Why did this happen? Doesn't make any sense. No, doesn't make any sense. Then he's not done yet. He finds out where Dalton lives because it somehow, I mean, he's known where Dalton lives. I don't know why he didn't try to attack him there from the start. I don't know why he didn't just shoot Dalton. <laughs> he could have right shot from him from the front porch he in has, his rocking chair with a sniper rifle. Because he has no problem. While they were having sex. No, he has no problem flat out murdering people. Yeah. But he does not murder Dalton. No, not at all. Because now he destroys the farmer's house. Like legit, like blows that fucker up. Yeah. No, no qualms about blowing up a house <laughs> to kill people. Yes. And so Dalton, who I think was sleeping with the chick again that night, you know, they run in to, to save um, the farmer, Emmett. And so then the the real, like, I guess the, the sidekick bad guy. His main is, bad guy is Jimmy. Yeah. I, he's Jimmy's a real dick. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's dressed like a classic yeah. 80s dick. And he literally says, prepare to die. <laughs> and then they then they fight to the death. They fight to, <laughs> to the, death the death in the woods, in this farm. Like karate, all kinds of weird shit, like knees to the face, they're oh, strangling yeah. each other. Oh, yeah. And then, and then Dalton <laughs> rips the guy's throat out with his bare hands and leaves him face down in the lake. <laughs> but even before that, the best quote in the movie is said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He goes. Jimmy to the says. Bed. Jimmy says. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> it just it came out of nowhere too. Yeah. Like there was no context no. to the quote he just, whatsoever. He, he just, just goes. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> and Dalton doesn't respond either. He's like, eh, whatever. Okay. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm pretty. I can't help it. Yeah, exactly. And then he decides to rip his throat. He rips his out. fucking throat out with his and bare then, hands. And his body just floats down the river for Brad to see because yeah. I think Brad is watching from across the river. Of course, Brad's always watching from across the river. Yeah. Then, like, Brad's not done yet. He calls Dalton from the bar. So apparently, he knew Dalton was at the bar. And he's like, now you got a choice. One pe one person's going to die. It's either going to be the doctor or it's going to be Wade, his yeah, friend. Because he kidnapped both of them. And he's like, flip a coin. And he's like, okay. And we literally get to watch the scene of yeah. Brad flipping, flipping a, a coin. coin, placing it on the table, flipping it, looking at it, smiling, going, okay. The decision's been made. Doesn't I'm not going to tell I'm you. I'm not going to tell you. It's for you to figure out. And then 
<laughs> approximately what 10 minutes later yeah yeah wade walks into the bar all beat to shit yes he does so he realizes well crap it must not be wade it's got to be the doctor yeah so then he runs to the hospital he just storms into the x-ray room which i didn't know you could do that nope apparently in no town missouri you can just walk into hospitals and check out what's going on in the x-ray you know what? Room. let's not question that logic <laughs> considering a monster truck just drove through a car dealership and a throat just got ripped out yeah. that's true and um she's fine she's fine totally fine so then he goes back to the bar and they killed wade stabbed him in the chest with a knife sure did with a with a note that said that it was um it was someone i don't remember the note said i don't remember what the note said too it said who did it no it didn't yeah it did it no. said it was and then there was a name no the knife he saw he recognized the knife belonging to one person oh well there was a note there was a note. I don't know what the note said. All right, I don't remember. That really doesn't matter. So then he's oh, like... Oh, I think it said it was Tails. Oh, that is what it said. Yeah. It was, and I wrote it down even. I didn't. I, did, I couldn't read my own handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you type. That is why I usually yeah. type. So then he's like... Then he's pissed. You know, his best yeah. friend's dead. So we have to escalate this movie, obviously, even further sure. than what's already happening. So then he's got his Mercedes. He's got the knife stabbing the accelerator... And it just goes crazy after all the thugs, because now all the thugs got the weapons. Like, they're legit, like, going to try and kill Dalton now. And they're at Brad's house. So he's got he's got the knife stabbed into the accelerator. They think he's in the car, but he's not. And that Mercedes goes shooting through the air, and somehow, I don't know how, explodes. Yeah, in while in the air. explodes. <laughs> like, no one shot at it, from what I remember. It no. just exploded. And then Dalton goes there with no weapons. No weapons. Manages to get a weapon and then just starts killing people. And says tails again. Yeah. And then starts stabbing people, yeah. which didn't make any sense no. either. He just goes on this rampage, kills Ooh. every single person in the house, drops a stuffed bear on a guy. <laughs> oh, exactly. He almost kills everybody. Almost kills everybody. Because the super fat guy with the trucker hat is like a little coward. And so he's in like that taxidermy room and he's kind of like freaking out. He's got the bottom lip tremble and everything. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how it happened. Is it? Was it? Dalton that did he it? He pushed it. He, he just pushed, the, he pushed pu this giant stuffed <laughs> polar bear. <laughs> he pushes this giant polar bear onto the fat guy. Yeah. And the fat guy pretends like he's dead. Yep. He's like, I'm not I'm not dealing with this guy. Yeah. And then Ben Gazzara is about to shoot <laughs> Dalton, and out of nowhere, Ben Gazzara gets shot. He sure does. And they turn the shot around, and it's the bar owner. And then Gazzara gets shot again, and it's the auto parts owner. And Gazzara gets shot again, and it's the car dealership guy. That's right. And all these people shoot Ben Gazzara, who takes four or five uh, shotgun shots. Oh, yeah. And then eventually dies. Now, before that does happen, though, he does have another good line. He's like, oh, you found my trophy room. Only thing I'm missing is your ass. <laughs> so, so weird. <laughs> This movie's bizarre. Then he throws a spear, which is a hell of a throw. Do you remember was, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he pulls that spear out of one of the guys that he killed earlier. And no, it's it was like, out of a basket. Oh, is that where it came yeah. from? It was solid. Yeah. I learned a valuable lesson from this movie. Do you know what that lesson is? <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Go ahead. <laughs> go for the knees. Go for the knees. You always <laughs> go, go for, for the knees. knees. Yeah. Because throughout the entire film. Doesn't matter how big you are. Doesn't matter how big you are. Go for the knees. It'll yeah. knock that guy down. Yep. And, and it that, did. That's Every single time. It. I love to, you know, Dalton holds back after he's shot like three times by a shotgun at pretty much point blank range. He shows the fingers like he's about to rip out the throat. Yeah. Yeah. But then he he scales back. Yep. He realizes for some reason this guy is fine. And um, they say this is our town and don't you forget it. And then the and then the police do show up. You're right. Yeah, the sheriff finally shows up. <laughs> yeah, finally. And, like, and, and I love it. They're like, "What happened here?" And they're like, well, "I don't know. I didn't see nothing." <laughs> yeah, there's dead bodies everywhere. Somebody <laughs> saw something. Everywhere. They're not going to buy that. So then the the polar bear fat guy gets up, and they all look to him like, "What did you see happen?" And he's like, "A polar bear fell on me." That's his line. And that's how the movie should have ended. Oh, yeah. Because he's just like, a polar bear fell on me. That should have been. That should have ended. It should have been credits oh, right totally. there. Should have been. But it didn't end because then we got to see more nakedness because they're swimming in the river. Oh, right at the end. I yeah. forgot about that. Oh, yeah. and that was, that was the last shot of almost dick. Yes, that yeah. was the last shot of almost penis. And that would have been uh, Swayze's. Yeah. So. So the long and short of it uh, is this movie is bonkers. <laughs>
absolutely bonkers. It just takes one level above the rest. And, and that scene in Wesley's house where he is just destroying everybody is absolutely incredible. I mean, he is because you're right. Like he shows up with no weapons whatsoever. He's just like it's like in a video game. He like takes the weapon from the person and then has to use it to kill everybody else. Yeah, immediately has to kill the next person with whatever weapon he has. Yeah. So I do have a question for you. Okay. Do you think this movie is an action movie? Absolutely. Okay. Do you think it's more of an action movie than Top Gun was? Yes. I think so too. I think I, like well, I, the I did, more. Do people not agree? No, but my my question is, it, it goes back to: Is Top Gun an action movie? No, that's not. This is this episode is not about Top Gun. I know, but like it, it stuck with me. People don't. People want us to move on from Top Gun. We did Top Gun. I didn't really think that it was. If you want an answer, all right, fair enough. I'm just curious. D- do you? No, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't at all. I think it's more like a drama. All right. Anyway, so this but, movie's bonkers. <laughs> but this movie is is not Top Gun at all. No. This movie is is fucking crazy. Do you have a favorite scene? My favorite scene has to, it's got to be when he fights the guy along the river and he rips his throat out and he dies. And, yeah. he, and, he, and he says that quote, like, I, I fucked guys like you in prison. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's got to so, be my favorite. Like, it's got the best quote. It's, it's the best fight in the movie because those two, like, they're pretty equally matched when they're kicking each other's ass. Yeah, they really were. And it's, like, intense. Like, it is, it's a pretty intense fight. It is. Like, like I've seen, I mean, I do an action movie podcast, right? Like, like we've seen some pretty intense scenes, but you know, for this relatively, I, I don't know if people think of this totally as an action movie, but I mean, it is like, it was an intense scene. It was. Yeah. This, this, this movie in general, like it, it keeps escalating. The whole movie keeps ramping up every single time, which reminds me a lot of rumble in the Bronx. Cause it that does, was another yeah. movie I loved a lot because it just got like each level of ridiculous ridiculousness kept going up and up and up which is exactly what this movie does yeah because i will say the movie it it took a while to get it going it does yeah it took a little bit because you had to kind of get past the whole him coming into town kind of getting settled in and then the bar starts to kind of get cleaned up and then the then ben gazar shows up and you sort of start to see where the movie's kind of headed yeah it um the film did okay yeah. Did, did you get the numbers on I this? Did, I did, yeah. Have it, it, doubled its bo- it doubled yeah. its budget. So $15 million bu- uh, budget, $30 million box office. Mm-hmm. But it's huge on on rental. Yeah. And on, on on DVD purchases and all that. And it's become, you know, a, a, a one of the best-selling DVDs. And not only that, they did, they did a, a reissue, a deluxe reissue of the film. Mm-hmm. And the director... Uh, along with Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Harrington, along with Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier, mm. did the commentary on it. Why? It's <laughs> one of those movies they did. Well, they did the um, they did the tenth anniversary Clerks DVD. Okay. And they mentioned on there how much they loved this movie, how much they love Roadhouse. Fair enough. So and, the Murrays, so you know. Yeah, and and that's another thing. The the Murrays, uh, Bill Murray always says that this movie is super underrated. Yeah. And it's one of his favorite movies. Yeah, I don't know about that underrated. Um there was ta- there was a Roadhouse 2 that yeah, came out in 2006. Sequel. I've never seen it. It went straight to DVD. Makes sense. And then there was talk of a remake in 2015. Do you, did you catch who was going to do that remake? I did. They were going to have Ronda Rousey do it. Which honestly, that would have been I think it would have been decent yeah, because been you know Patrick Swayze is the the most non-bonkers person in this movie. He really is. He's very level the entire time. Yeah. And so I feel like Ronda Rousey could probably do that. You just have to have really batshit crazy people around her and the movie would work great. Yeah. So, But she's now got this WWE career. Right? Isn't she the women's champion or something? Not that I follow any of that. but Yeah, I, I haven't really followed a ton of it, but from what I the little I have seen, she's a big deal. Oh, I thought you were big into wrestling. No. Oh, all right. I just made that up then. You did. Okay. We ready to rate this bad boy? I am absolutely ready to rate this. All right, let's do this. Should I keep that going for all the extra gunfights in this? Yes. Okay. No, I was kidding. <clears throat> do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I can go first. Do it. So, <laughs> this movie is entertaining without a doubt. It is ridiculously stupid. 
and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I am going to have to give this guy a three out of five shotguns. Machine guns? Machine guns. There's a lot of shotguns, too. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of both. I, I can't keep track. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I mean, I... I <clears throat> I, I don't think I can. I was thinking maybe three and a half. I don't. I can't push. I can't push it. I. It's even though I keep thinking about scenes and uh-huh. quotes. Keep going. No, I can't do it. it, do it. No, I'm not you that ch- that I convince you so easily to change your score. No, I'm sticking with three. It, it's 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 a solid three star movie. My wife watched it with me. She hated it. Oh, she's I like, can't imagine. She, she's like, imagine. you better not. She's like, this movie's trash. You better not rate this high. This is a terrible movie. She hated every second of it, including the male pubic hair. I just, <laughs> I was not a fan either. I told Aaron the three movies we were watching for this recording session. Yeah. And then I was like, well, Roadhouse has Patrick Swayze. She's like, oh, Patrick Swayze. I'm like, you're going to fucking hate this movie, Aaron. You're going to, it's not it's no broken air. You should have told her it was like ghost. I should have. I should have. <laughs> Even though she would have known the first 30 seconds, that's not true. Totally. She would have been so mad. All right. What's your ranking? So you're right. This movie is fucking stupid <laughs> in the best way. It's so dumb. It's so dumb, but it's so great. It is entertaining to no end. Everything escalates. Like it never slows down. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier until there's a throat being ripped out. <laughs> But it doesn't end there because no, it continues and to go polar crazy. Bear falls on a dude. <laughs> dude. This is I I can sit and just watch. And the reason why I suggest this is this, a very watchable movie. The reason why I suggested this is because this movie was on stars. Like it's still on stars. That's how I watched it. Yeah. But it's been on stars for like the past two months, and every time it's on, I catch it in different parts. <laughs> so the reason why I wanted to do it is just because I wanted to sit and watch it the whole thing all the way through again because it was so great. So this movie, I am giving a solid four machine guns. Oh man, I am that four is machine a high guns. rating for fucking Roadhouse. I love this movie; it's so <laughs> great. Everybody, do you think uh, people should watch it? Absolutely, you need to watch yes, this movie. I you, will give you, you that. Absolutely, one hundred percent need to watch this. Because you movie. will love it. it. I love it. I love this movie. I love it. All right. All right. So yeah, uh, let's not do the normal business. I want to highlight. What do you got? I, I just want to. I want to highlight. Uh, um. Our new podcast. Okay, I want to you know give a shout out to uh, Bob and Bax mm-hmm. of uh, Movie Blast. Correct. They got a new. It's, it's a half an hour. They sit and watch movies so you don't have to. Is what their tagline is. And they hit the whole genre. So they they, they do, do everything. You know, while we do action movies, they do all movies. They do. And and uh, I listened to the first episode, which was two thousand one. Yeah, it's really good. They do a great job. Bob's mm-hmm. a movie aficionado. Uh, Bax just flat out loves movies. That's his deal. They got me to watch 2001. It's a movie I, I always had on my list because I love Stanley Kubrick. And I'm like, well, I, I want to watch this before I, I listen to the podcast. And I was fortunate enough to have some time to do it. And I'm so happy that that they brought it in. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I hope that that's what this podcast does for people is, is it gives you an exploration of some new movies that maybe sure. you haven't seen or it brings back movies that you have seen and, and need to revisit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They do a great job. Um, I really enjoyed their first episode. The second one is, is as of this recording is out. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that because when's this coming out? This one, they're probably going to have like 12 <laughs> episodes out by the time exactly. we release this. So I don't know why you said that. Yeah. But you need to listen to Movie Blast with Bob and Bex. Yep. It's a, it's a great show. Uh, catch us on Gamesville Media. Catch us uh, anywhere where you can get podcasts. Uh, give us a good rating. Follow us on Facebook. We love we love seeing seeing new likes on Facebook. We love chatting with people. Um, and just go you, hang out with us on Discord. Yeah, and if you really feel like you would like to help us further, we would love for you to go on to Patreon and become a patron for Gamesilla Media, um, which is what we are a part of. And there are many other podcasts there as well, like Gamesilla Media, the main podcast, and, and noobs and, and, noobs and, and dragons, dragons and, and Legend, Legend of Retro and whatnot. And, you know, we're, we're really trying to continue to grow and grow and, and we are loving all the support and, and fan love that we get from you guys. So, you know, if you can swing it and would like to throw a couple bucks our way each month, um, we'd really appreciate it. And we really hope that you can do that for us. And, and if we get enough money, it goes from almost dick to full dick. 
I'm not committing to that, but <laughs> if that's what you want to do, LPJ, <laughs> that's fine. But we do have some Patreon perks as well. So Last Action Podcast has now finally gotten into this as, as early as September. So continue looking for, for those perks that we offer those individuals that, that are helping us out that way. And there'll just be more and more that keep coming. So That's right. Thank you so much for listening to us. LPJ, great job on the pick this week. I'm glad you liked it. I was worried. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to love this or not. <clears throat> no, it was ridiculous as ridiculous can be. Excellent. All right. So this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But. We'll be back. That's the original Terminator. Way to go, LPJ. Just kidding. We're playing this. Busy Christmas this year. Or we'll tear your If you can still hear me, turn this podcast off. More Patreon means full shit. I don't know if I think this is an appropriate sentiment anymore. <laughs> no, nothing's appropriate now. Well, no, it's just that I've never heard of an action full sequence dick. in a Christmas carol before. Yeah. Well, then grab hold of your socks and read on, Joel Robinson. Okay, okay. pick it up from measure 20, Cam <clears throat>